0: And welcome once again to another edition of A Plain Answer here at Redeemer Broadcasting. I'm Dan Elmendorf. On the Skype line with us today is Toby Sumter, Associate Pastor at Christ Church. And Toby, it's an honor to have you back with us today.
1: Thanks for having me, Dan.
0: Now and then I see a posting from you guys out there, and I always kind of chuckle to myself that um, you're you guys are are happy. Let me just put it that way. Uh. You're you're enjoying Life in the Kingdom, and today maybe we can talk a little bit about singing the Psalms. And uh, maybe you can get us started, Toby Sumter, uh, about singing the Psalms.
1: Yeah, well, I I think um, in many respects this is something that um, we've just fallen into, kind of like a, I don't know, chocolate pudding. But um, (laughs) it's, um, I mean, obviously, I mean, one of the fundamental things is, uh, you know, one of the um, downstream effects of um, the Reformation, uh, actually, um, which, of course, even that is a recovery of of uh, of, of the gospel. But it's it's this good news um, that all our sins are forgiven, and um, that we're justified, uh, we're we're made right with God, and there's and it's all a free gift of His grace, and we just rest in that. And I think when when that message is proclaimed boldly and and um, in in its sort of its its full measure, um, people can't help but laugh and sing. <laughs> right, and it, it just creates a, a culture of that. And I, and I think the Psalms in particular are uh, you know people you know churches infamously get in various wrangles about worship and worship music and you know what shall we sing and all this sort of thing and you know if only uh, god had given us a songbook um you know maybe maybe we could start there <laughs> and, and turns out he did amen uh, we got a whole book of of songs 150 of them in fact and um you know i was, I was we we quote regularly around here uh, colossians 3:16 um let the word of christ dwell in you richly uh, with all wisdom and teaching and admonishing one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with thankfulness in your hearts to god mm. and um and so I think it flows down just out of the gospel, but then um, it turns out that there 's a a rich history. The church for two thousand years has been singing the psalms and um and uh, and so we 've slowly been recovering that here in our community in our church community. We get together um most months actually for uh, what we just call a psalm sing and um and we of course are learning them so that we can sing them in church on on Sunday mornings uh, but we get together often on a on a Sunday afternoon or evening and and then sometimes um just more informally in smaller groups in our homes or in our small groups and and we just practice um learning to sing the psalms and um and it's been a Enormous, uh, tremendous blessing to us and, and to me personally. I, I I was blessed to grow up in the faith and, and grow up singing a lot of traditional hymns and more modern uh, choruses and scripture songs. But there's a real richness and depth to singing God's word back to Him, and um and you you find yourself singing things that you sort of, you've never sung before in your life, and you and you think, golly, what you know, and it's it's <laughs> wonderful and, and challenging. And I think that's part of the point of it, is that what we're singing is, is shaping us into particular kinds of people. We're teaching and admonishing one another. And um, the Psalms are the, the wisdom of God. And um, I, think, I think it was Martin Luther who said that if you sing it, it's like, you singing is like saying it twice. Mm. It, it's, it, goes, it goes deeper. You know, you, you say it, and then you say it again. And I think it, it, it really does dwell in you even more richly, um, than just saying it or thinking it
0: now do you find that the children in your congregation join along in psalm singing?
1: Yes, absolutely I think um <laughs> some of it is um probably um you know the, the things that we get to talk, we get to sing about i mean what what little boy doesn 't want to sing about um God you know destroying our enemies that 's right um, you know what um uh, and just the 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 breadth that God gives us there, I think is is probably part of it. I also think um, one of the um, historically the way that the psalms have been sung is that they're in a what we would consider sort of a traditional hymn like style. But they're they were written the music was written to be sung um, as a congregation, mm-hmm. and, and it and it's and it means you have this um, uh, usually a pretty strong melody that anybody can sing and. And you you sort of know what's coming next it's 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 rich musically, but it um you, you kind of know how the song goes pretty quickly it's not like um there's a soloist at the front and you're sort of trying to keep up with right. you know the 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 real master musician but it's it's made to be sung around the table made to be um, sung in the car um, made to be sung uh, 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 you know uh, um, around a graveside mm. um, you, you don't you don't need a whole bunch of trained professional musicians. No. Um of course, you know, I, I love uh, musical instruments and so does God. Um but that's right. But, but they're um they are very singable. I remember um when my, my oldest uh son is now a senior in high school, um but when he was uh, probably two or three, um it, it was we commonly sung uh psalms and, and hymns together and, and I think at one one evening when my wife was putting him to bed at you know, two or three years old um, she tried teaching him one of our old, um, kind of, uh, scripture song, you know, chorus type songs just for fun. And, uh, he stopped her about halfway through and said, mom, can we sing, um, a, 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 a children's song like, and then he listed off one of the Psalms. <laughs> and, and well, so I, I love that. He, he thought of, he thought of the Psalms as songs for him. That's right. Um, one of the other things that has just been confirming that is um, in the last uh, couple of years, I'm, I'm part of a, a podcast called Cross Politic um, that seeks to apply God's word and the lordship of Jesus Christ to um, public square and politics mm-hmm. in particular. And we've um, started doing this conference um, uh, uh, that we call the Fight, Laugh, Feast Conference. And um, and that um, and one of the things we do is we um, the first night we kick it off um, with a big psalm sing. And um, and many of the people that come have never sung psalms before, uh, much less you know sort of hymn style um, uh, psalms. And um, and I, I tell you, we just we just got back from uh, Lebanon, uh, Tennessee. Um, I guess it's October now. So last month, uh, just um, a couple yeah. of weeks ago, and um, and I can't tell you how many families come up to us. We had we had about thirteen hundred people in attendance at the most recent. Oh, uh, great. Conference. And, um, and I can't tell you how many families came up and said, we've never sung, uh, songs like this, uh, before. Um, it's just brand new and our kids love it. <laughs> um, and we, we probably had, um, we, I know we had at least 150 kids under the age of 12. Um, and there were a whole bunch of teenagers and the, and the, and that's, and that's the reaction we get over and over again is the kids. I mean, everybody loves it. Um, I think, I think the men really love it too. Oh, yeah. um, I, think, I think there's something about sort of knowing how it goes and it's like four, you know, four lines, it's good music. Um, and, and we also like to learn the parts. So we do a little bit of part singing oh, and good. teach um, bass and tenor and alto and soprano. And you, you don't have to know anything. Uh, you can just, you know, uh, join in, but we also try to like, just give people a chance to practice it. And I think when you kind of hear your, you know, you know, what man doesn't want to just, you know, have his voice way down there on the bottom <laughs> and, and just roll, you know, and roll through that song? Um, and then the, and then I think the kids, again, just, they just love it. So it, it's been absolutely um, a, a huge blessing, um, you know, to my family personally. We sing, you know, psalms um, um, uh, several evenings a week after dinner together. Um, we uh, We do it in our small groups. We do it at church, and we have these psalm sings together as a community. And Um, And I think it's actually really uh, taking off. I think there are people all over the country uh, that are beginning to say, you know what, Um, something's gone terribly wrong in our country. Right. We don't know maybe all of the reasons for it, um, but at the very least, if we're going to be the people of God, we need to be equipped um, both with the wisdom of the Psalms and the joy and the strength of of the Psalms.
0: Oh, amen. You know, one thing I'm thinking about is uh, my own church here in the Hudson Valley for the second hymn, quote-unquote. Every month we're singing a psalm now, um, and it's the same psalm so we can learn it for a whole month. Yes, sir. And, you know, by the second or third week, everything really starts to flow, and it sounds beautiful Mm -hmm. as the congregation sings that psalm. So that's a real practical tidbit, you know, if you have a church that's, I don't know if we want to do this or not, you know, just try it for the second hymn or whatever, and sing that, you know. Have it for the whole month, and the people get to know it, and it really sounds great.
1: Yeah, we we do something very similar, Dan. We have a, a psalm or a, or a hymn of the month, but oftentimes it's a psalm, and um, and that's exactly right. I also just mentioned um, there's a, a couple of psalters just to help people. Um, the the book of Psalms for singing is a um, very accessible psalter hymnal. Mm-hmm. A, a lot of the tunes, if, if you know um, some. Hymn tunes, you know, like "Be Thou My Vision" yeah. or you know, that sort of thing. They've they have psalms set to those familiar hymn tunes, and then gotcha. Our own church has published a psalter hymnal called the Cantus Christi. Cantus means song, Christi is Christ. It's the you know, so the name is the song of Christ. Nice Christ's songs, but Cantus Christi. If you Google either one of those, I think those would be good places to start as well.
0: Oh, that's very practical. I looked you up on Twitter. I don't use Twitter too much. I, I like some of the other platforms because they don't squash free speech. But right. uh, you've got one pinned tweet here that I really liked. It says this, Marriages are like nuclear reactors. As C.S. Lewis once put it, People are no mere mortals. And then you have this line, The stakes are much higher than we realize, because your family is where you make and shape people who will live forever. Wow, that's exciting as well as sobering. That's great.
1: Yeah, this is uh, coming from a, a new book of mine called No Mere Mortals. Um, it came out, I guess, actually, it's uh, last end of last year, um, but it's riffing off that uh, a quote from Lewis's, um, uh, actually a sermon that he gave one time, he wasn't a preacher, but gave a sermon one time called the The weight of glory. Yeah. And, um, and that's the theme of that, that message has just been the fact that, that God has placed his glory in this world, uh, particularly in people who bear his image. And, and so what I did was take some of those that, that as a backdrop and, and I've, uh, I live in a college town. We have a lot of college students here in our church and so I do a lot of weddings. Um <laughs> and uh, and so I do a lot of premarital counseling in preparation for those weddings. And then I follow up with couples of course afterwards, but over the years I've uh developed a number of uh you know themes that I I w- walk through with with um married couples and and I sought to sort of push that through that lens, um those those themes through the lens that that Lewis gives us. And I think, you know, just practically, one of the one of the um, thoughts behind the book as well is, and, and that and that quotation is just that. I, I think sometimes one of the ways I I I hit this is that um, Christians can be sometimes embarrassed of how um, uh, how God um, punished certain crimes in the Old Testament, and you know some some unbeliever will say, you know, do you believe that uh, adultery could be punished by the death penalty or uh, or fornication or or a rebellious son and. And our temptation is maybe to think that you know, well, God was really harsh back then. <laughs> um, and and I want to turn it around and say, but but rather than thinking that maybe God was you know having a bad you know millennia or two, <laughs> um, um, rather than thinking that God was being grouchy, maybe we should stop and, and ask what what might have God have been protecting? Mm. Um, you know, when when you. Uh, when you drive by uh, and you see a bunch of cop cars and 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 you know flashing lights and maybe yellow co- cones and things i don't know about you but i you know i typically think wow i, I guess something significant happened there mm. um i you know i hope i hope everyone's okay you know um uh and and you know you sort of assume that it's probably you know probably it's a good thing that you know that the, the these um, professional, you know, law enforcement or paramedics or you know, firemen. Good thing they're on the scene taking care of it. And you know, I, I don't, I don't think, man, they're they're so extreme. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I, and I think when we read these passages in the Old Testament, we ought to think to ourselves: if God put a death penalty here, that's like a big flashing warning light. Oh, that's a good point. Um, be be careful, be careful here. And and I and it turns out, you know, it's like, well, what what's happening in a family? Well, what's happening in a family is this is the place where immortal souls are being made. Amen. These are souls that will live forever, as Lewis says, either as, um, as beings that if you saw them now, you might be tempted to fall down in worship, like, like John did in Revelation,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, or else these um, everlasting horrors which if you, you know, if you saw, you know, today, you would, you know, it, 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 the sort of thing you only see in a horror movie or in a nightmare. Mm. Uh, that God's made us for eternity, and the only question is, is are we going to share that eternity with him, with Christ, in everlasting glory or not? And so the, the stakes are high. And and, and I think, um, you know, sort of all of that together is, is, is the, the book is intended to encourage people to say the stakes are high, and at the same time, Christ is great, amen. And His grace is more powerful than all our sin. And so, you know, I, I you know, we, we use the phrase our families are. Uh, you know, we have we we use the phrase nuclear family, and I and I want to sort of spin on that and say families are nuclear reactors. And in Adam, a, a, a terrible nuclear, you know, fallout has occurred. Yeah, <laughs> and there is you know the radiation of sin as as has affected all our families. But Christ has set off a new nuclear reaction. Amen. And uh, and he is in the process of turning the hearts of fathers to their children and the hearts of children back to their fathers through the cross, where we are reconciled, where sin is dealt with honestly and justly, and uh, where we, we begin again. And by his grace, we make households, families, where where there's real glory and, again, real joy, real gladness, and homes are are full of uh, singing and singing the psalms.
0: Now, what about people coming across our discussion today and say, oh, that sounds like a really good book. Uh, I should probably get a copy of it. And then they realize, but I'm so broken. My my family is so messed up. We've had this, that, and the other thing. Uh, There's no way that God could help me. What would you say to that person?
1: Uh, well I, I would say um <laughs> you don't be don't be so proud <laughs> <laughs> you're you, you do not the, the the might and power of God is so much greater than anything we might possibly do amen um the 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 it's true it's it's absolutely true that we have we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Uh, we have all um, sinned in, 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 in terrible ways and, and broken um, so many good things. Uh, but God knows what He's doing. <laughs> he hmm. He He made this world. He made us, and and we um, we're, we're not that. I mean, we we really do make significant trouble, but um, we're not all that. <laughs> we, we're, not, we're not so great and so important that we can ruin God's plan and, and he, he from the foundation of the world determined to send his son for us and this was not him saying well let's give this a shot <laughs> um, right. he knew what he was doing and he knew that what needed to happen what, what we have, what we have um, racked up is an infinite debt a debt that we cannot pay, but he sent his only son. it had to be him, it had to be his son who could pay an infinite debt, um, and only the infinite God could pay an infinite debt mm. and so and so he did, and so the the wrath of God has been completely satisfied in the death of Jesus on the cross yeah um, and and that it really is it's that um, it's that um, debt of guilt and shame. That's the thing that holds us back from glory. That's what holds us back from obedience. And so the the promise is, come, lay your sins down, lay your failures down, your rebellion, your lies, your lust, your betrayals, lay it all down. Christ was crucified for all of it, and he rose from the dead so that you might walk away from all of it. Mm. The fact is, of course, that the gospel doesn't mean that then you now will have no more consequences of past sin. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people are still going to have to be, you know, they have that freedom in Christ, and then, of course, maybe you're still divorced, or maybe you're still at odds with uh, one of your children, or, or many of your children, or um, mm-hmm. your parents. Um, the effects of sin are still there, but the promise of the gospel is that as, when we turn to him and we lay all our, our sin down, Christ promises to walk with us forever amen and so and so no matter what you face um the offer of the gospel is to face it with Christ by your side uh face it with Christ in you uh, which is the hope of glory that there is absolutely certainly good things ahead when you walk with Christ even through the midst of this brokenness and and he he puts a song in your heart and even in in all of the brokenness you see you see his power and you see his might
0: Yes, well, today we're talking with Toby Sumter, and he's pastor at Christ Church. He's also the founding co-host of Cross Politic, the show, the podcast, and uh, we're talking a little bit now about the book he wrote, No Mere Mortals. And I see that you also have a workbook for that, so uh, potentially uh, you could have a small group study, or maybe a husband and wife could study this and then get the workbook, and that would help you. devour the book even a little bit more thoroughly i assume
1: yes sir yeah and you can find all of it either at Canonpress.com or there's a special website also called no mere com, and um, you can order all of that there
0: yeah so again that's no mere com, and the title of the book is no mere mortals so um Today we're talking with Toby Sumter, and uh, we've got maybe three minutes left, Toby. Um, Our country is going through a terrible... (laughs) in my opinion a terrible mess right now any uh, encouraging words in this mess that we find ourselves uh, people are so discouraged i think um but we need to we need to look up and and glorify the lord and be encouraged any 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 words in closing that you can share with folks who have really had it and and they're sick of covid they're sick of communism they're sick of uh, everything else any any encouraging words for them
1: Absolutely. Um, uh, the thing to, the thing to realize is that if we are not resting in Christ as we face these troubles, and I agree with you completely, it's a mess. It's a, it's a disaster out there. But if, if we do not face those armed with the peace of Christ Mm. and the joy of Christ, what we will find is that we are only throwing gasoline on the fire. Right. the the thing that is driving this whole thing is rebellion. It, it's it's wrath. It's 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 anger. It's frustration. And it's and and it's and the the pagans, the the unbelievers, they're maybe a, a few miles ahead of us in in some respects. But if we only respond in kind, if we respond with right. wrath, if we respond with rebellion in the flesh, the devil doesn't care. <laughs> Yes. He, he'll, he will he will take our vitriol and our flesh and our wrath and our angst and it just he it just it just gasoline on the fire. Right. If we actually want to stand against this massive rebellion against God, then the only way to do that is to submit to God.
2: Mm.
1: We 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 actually want to be in full submission to God. We want and we and that means resting in his care. That means recognizing that Christ is king, that not a hair falls from our head, not a sparrow falls from the sky apart from the will of our Father in heaven. And and he, it says in 1 Corinthians um, that he died, he rose again, and he now sits at the right hand of the Father, and he must reign until he has put all of his enemies beneath his feet. Amen. Our Our job is to trust him. And that's the only way you can fight effectively is by trusting him, and and I would bring it full circle back to what we began with Dan, which is I, I would just encourage people to sing the Psalms. If you're, you know, you say, "What do I do? <laughs> I don't know what to do." <laughs> um, you know, the, the politicians are insane. Um, they're, you know, the, my my employers are going crazy. The pol- you know, everything's going crazy. What do I do? Sing the Psalms. Amen. Uh, what, what you find in the Psalms are inspired prayers from God that he gave us to sing, that he wants to hear, he loves to hear. And you find in the Psalms every, every sort of situation. Um, in, in, the, in the Psalms, you have laments and cries for help. Do we, do we need those? Absolutely. You also find these great soaring prayers of, of gratitude and praise and confidence in Christ our King. In God, the Lord over the nations. Just think of Psalm 2, you know, the second one, probably because God knew we would get bogged down and we need to remember <laughs> that one quickly. But, it, you know, what, you know the, the, why do the nations rage? Why do they plot vain things against God and against his anointed one? I mean, does that sound familiar at all? Oh, um, yeah. and, and, it, and it says, he who sits in the heavens laughs. <laughs> that's that's god's response god's response is he's laughing because it's like a bunch of ants you know plotting to take over mount everest you know, something like
0: this. <laughs> now uh i'm looking at the clock here we could talk for another hour but we're out of time uh our guest today has been pastor toby sumter give us a website where the people can check you out
1: yeah, I um, I blog semi regularly at tobyjsumter.com I'm a host at Cross Politic, and you can find that at crosspolitik uh, dot com. And I'm one of the pastors at Christ Church in Moscow, Idaho, and you can find us at christkirk k i r k dot com.
0: Oh, I love that, Toby Sumter, my friend. Thank you for fitting us into your busy schedule. I appreciate it.
1: Thanks for having me, Dan.
0: And dear listener, please join us next week for another edition of A Plain Answer.